right, you guys ready to get started? The kids are excited to do their part of ministry. Are we excited to do our part? Now I want you guys to be careful in here. We have a lot of serious things to go through today. Um, you know, yesterday was my birthday, and I was just thinking, you know what? I'm 47 years old. I was woken up yesterday from a phone call uh, with an Alabama voice, Grandma Elkins from Alabama. And she said, oh, good morning. Happy birthday, Derek. And I said, Grandma, I am 47. She said, well, I'm going to be 94 next month. <laughs> Twice my age. And she said, the Lord is moving. She said, are you still preaching at that church? I said, yeah, they need it. <laughs> she said, the Bible's being fulfilled. That's what, that's what Grandma says. The Bible is being fulfilled. You know, uh, as a pastor, as a dad, as a person, as a husband, I love dealing with, uh, you know, serious subjects, uh, theological issues, cultural issues, uh, but I think we should laugh along the way. And uh, we've gone through some serious topics. And, uh, you know, I want to talk to you this morning about one of my top ten movies. Uh, there are many. One, I love What About Bob. Now raise your hand if you're in this. You still know What About Bob. Maybe next year for my birthday I'll do the top three points from What About Bob. Uh, but today, uh, Forrest Gump was a movie released in 1994 starring Tom Hanks, and it follows several decades of the life of uh, this slow-witted and kind-hearted Alabama man named Forrest, Forrest Gump. Um, you know, we could describe this movie as a you know, dramatic comedy, and, and it has a lot of comedy along the way, but a lot of drama. You know, I remember going to see the movie, and when you see a movie like this, you laugh, you cry, you pay your money, you say goodbye. But this one, I think it leaves something with you when you leave. Uh, you carry some of the thoughts and some of the things that uh, Forrest Gump experienced along the way. Uh, scenes that stay with us, and a good movie does that. It, it, it leaves a message and leaves you thinking about the movie. Now, this movie, just like many movies, have issues along the way that you would disagree with, and I really believe if they made a movie about your life, there would be some rated R moments. And they would be like, don't go see that movie because so-and-so was a sinner before they were saved. But for the most part, Forrest Gump is a great movie, and it has some of the most memorable and most quotable scenes in the movie. And maybe you remember, Mama always said life is like a box of chocolates. What? You never know what you're going to get. Oh, yeah. Um, Bubba was my bestest good friend. Uh, he died on that riverbank. That's a sad scene. I cry every time. Uh, Jenny saying, run, Forrest, run. And I did what you told me. I ran. <laughs> uh, he does a lot of running in the movie. Stupid is as stupid does. Uh, we could apply that to the 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny and me were like peas and carrots as they bonded in friendship. Now, the cool thing about Forrest Gump is that it has several theological, significant theological concepts that I think we can learn from as Christians and as a church. Now, as a pastor, I listen to all kinds of music, and I listen with Christian ears. 
there's songs I grew up on, and we'll be like, oh, that cool song is on. We start listening to it, like, oh, we can't listen to that. <laughs> you start jamming out. There's kids in the back seat kind of a thing. Uh, but I watch movies uh, with a pastor's lens as well. You know, I'm looking at a movie as a Christ follower, as a pastor. You know, how does this apply to life? What is going on? I look for the worldview in the movie. I think that actually we should talk uh, with our kids and family members about what this movie is actually teaching us. Uh, years ago, over 10 years ago, I did a series on heroes. Uh, that our culture is desperate for heroes, and I walked through the theological points of heroes and enemies and all those kinds of things. And when I was in Arkansas, I did life lessons from Duck Dynasty. It was so controversial, they ran it in the news. And, uh, and it was a, I'll talk about it another time when they were trying to smear the church and the pastor because we like the Robinsons. We like Duck Dynasty because they are Bible-believing Christians. Now, every movie, there's different kinds of genres. Um, some are designed for escape. If you read a book or watch a certain movie, it takes you away. That's kind of what some people want. I want to be taken away to another place. I just want to eat popcorn and watch uh, a big gorilla fight a dinosaur kind of a thing. That is called an escape kind of a story. Popcorn, fun, adventures, those kinds of things. Now, other movies and other stories are, we can call them interpretive where they kind of conjure critical thinking, and you're mentally dealing with themes, uh, concepts, ideologies, social issues, whatever it may be. And I think Forrest Gump has a little bit of both. And we can glean some spiritual and theological lessons from Forrest Gump. And Forrest, Forrest Gump, that is. And so, but first thing, we're going to look at John 3.16 together. Instead of me just reading it, let's read it together as a church. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Let's pray together. God in heaven, we love you as your people, as your church. And Lord, we, we pray that our hearts are growing closer to you. We pray that people's hearts are opening for the truth of your word. And that we understand the very fact that you love us. You love us so much that you sent your son into the world to die for the sins of the world, to make a way back and having a relationship with the Father. That we would be made new in the likeness of Christ. And Lord, that we have a place to go to, that there is eternal life that you are giving us. And Lord, I pray that we are sharing this good news, that we are living this good news, that we're looking forward to the time with you in this destiny in heaven. And we pray that you bless your words as they go forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, John 3.16 uh, can be categorized as, I mean, it's one of the most known verses. For a while there, at wrestling matches and sport events, people had John 3.16. You don't see it as much anymore, but we could call it the greatest verse as it captures the goodness and the greatness of God. And I want you to see what El Dr. Elmer Towns and his book through John, his, um, his commentary through the book of John, he breaks down John 3.16 in this way. He says, For God, the greatest being, so the greatest degree, loved the greatest affection, the world, the greatest object of love, that he gave the greatest act, his only the greatest treasure, begotten, the greatest relationship, son, the greatest gift, that whoever, the greatest company, believes the greatest trust in him, the greatest object of faith, should not perish, 
the greatest deliverance, but have the greatest assurance, eternal, the greatest promise, life, the greatest blessing. That's one verse in the Bible. That might be why some call it the greatest verse. This is the gospel that we should be living, we should live and teach others about. Now, in Forrest Gump, this movie captures some of this greatness. Uh, there's some themes that we can see along the way, and Forrest Gump is, uh, is filled, the movie is filled with fun, adventure, courageous things that Forrest did. And there's a few main characters we have to talk about before we get into the movie here. You may recognize some of them here. Uh, Forrest, obviously, running from then on. Anywhere I was going, I was running. He ran. He was a running fool. Um, and uh, also, we have to know Mama. He loved his Mama. Mama had a way of explaining things that I could understand. Jenny, he loved Jenny, who taught him to run. Bubba, his bestest good friend. And again, also Lieutenant Dan. We're going to talk about all of these guys today. Um, the first theological thing that we can glean from the Forrest Gump is that he had faith. Uh, there is belief. Now, we are in a culture that is, like we talked about a few weeks ago, we are deconstructing faith. We have deconversion stories. But we want to build up faith again. Uh, this is something we need in our lives as Christians that we can see for the, those who believe that we are to help them grow. Again, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, the contingent, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now, if you know the story, uh, you, you know where we're going with some of this. Uh, but for those who don't know, Lieutenant Dan was uh, Forrest's commanding officer in uh, Vietnam. They went to Vietnam. It's a whole other country, he says. Um, but they come under, uh, under attack, and Forrest ends up saving Lieutenant Dan's life. The, the pl platoon is attacked. Forrest saves several people's lives in the battle. Um, but later in the story, Lieutenant Dan... He's drinking, he's getting drunk, he's trying to you know, drink away his miseries, and he's griping about every time he goes to the VA, they're trying to tell him about Jesus. Uh, they're trying to get him saved, and he's upset and complaining, and he asks Forrest, Forrest, have you found Jesus yet? And Forrest says, I didn't know I was supposed to be looking for him, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, uh, because Jesus is not lost. We are the ones who are lost. But Forrest goes on to say to Lieutenant Dan, I'm going to heaven, Lieutenant Dan. And I think that is a great concept for us to think about, that this man with simple, uh, just a simple mind could believe in God and could believe in heaven. And as we talked about last week, those who think the most about heaven do the most here on earth. Uh, because if you have a mind that you're thinking about God, that you're thinking about eternity, that you're thinking about heaven, you want to live that out here on earth. And that was just normal for the life of Forrest Gump. Simple faith, simple belief in God. Now, Forrest Gump decided to become a shrimp boat captain, and Lieutenant Dan would join him and become his first mate, but they're not catching any shrimp on this shrimp boat. And Lieutenant Dan says, we're not catching anything. And, and, and Forrest says, what are we going to do? And then uh, Lieutenant Dan says, maybe you should be praying to this God of yours. So he says, from then on out, we went to church. And there's a scene where they're worshiping in church. And he said, but Lieutenant Dan left all the praying up to me. But later in the story, they, they're fishing and they bring up another net. There's no shrimp that come up. And Lieutenant Dan says this. Um, so where's this God of yours now? Now, I love this because I'm thinking about life as a Christian. I believe in God. If I'm trying to win somebody to God or live my life in following Jesus, there's always a skeptic. 
There's always someone questioning your faith, questioning your belief system. And Lieutenant, said, Lieutenant Dan says, so Forrest, where's your gump now? And Forrest says, it's funny he said that, because right then, God showed up. And in the story, in belief, praying and seeking God, God sends a hurricane. A hurricane brings a whole other discussion we could talk about. The hurricane brings the shrimp. But I love the idea that he is praying and seeking God through prayer, and God shows up. When we teach people to seek God and seek Him in prayer, God shows up and does something. I love that. And, how, and sometimes it's not always the way you want it to happen, but God will show up when you are seeking Him in prayer. I love that, that God acts in our prayers. The second thing I want you to see today, church, not only that we to believe, we're to have faith in God, that there is love. John 3, 16 again. For God so loved the world. John 3, 16 teaches us that God has an immense love for us, an everlasting love. In fact, we can only love God because of what? He first loved us. He is the initiator of love. He has pursued us. He has loved us. The Bible tells us He has loved us with an everlasting love. And in this story, Forrest Gump, it describes uh, Forrest's relationship with so many people. Uh, his relationship and love for Jenny, uh, even after and through her abuse and destructive lifestyle. And through the story of Forrest Gump, these relationships he has with Lieutenant Dan, still loves Lieutenant Dan, even though Lieutenant Dan mocks him about his God and these things. Loved Bubba. That was his friend, Bubba. I mean, they started this business because of Bubba's idea. Bubba Gump Shrimp is what we got. Uh, raise your hand if you've been to a Bubba Gump Shrimp. Yes! In Charleston, South Carolina, the first time I ever had shrimp and grits was Charleston, South Carolina at Bubba Gump's. And I had to go there to have some shrimp. Great place. Forrest has a love for his mom. His mom loves him. Just this love for Jenny. Uh, watching the story and just seeing this relationship with the various people. And he says this. It's kind of like it, this critical moment in the story. Forrest tells Jenny, I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. And I was like, that's profound. I don't know every concept in the world. I don't know every theological idea. But I can understand love. And church, out of all things that we know and learn as Christians, we have to win it on love. That we know what love is. That we are to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. That we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. Husbands are to love their wives. Wives are to love their husbands and their kids. We are to love our enemies and pray for them. This is the love that we learn through this. I love that because this simple man in the story who is taken advantage of and mocked still understands love. And I think we can as well. Um, God loved us even while we were still sinners. Uh, that is the kind of love that God has for us and the kind of love that we need to have for other people. I struggle with the fact of loving people as they're mocking you, abusing you, and taking advantage of you. I wrestle with that. We learn that God's love ultimately will be a reciprocal, but presently we are in grace that God loves us no matter what. Now we are to respond but we actually can learn from this simple man, Forrest Gump, that he understands love and that he loved regardless of how people responded to his love. Now, is that something we can get as a church? 
I think that is a phenomenal lesson. So Forrest loved people enough to be their friend, to, to save Lieutenant Dan when he didn't even want to be saved, to protect someone who needed protecting, uh, to keep loving even when they did not show love in return. Church, we are to have faith. We are to demonstrate love. And finally, destiny. There is destiny in John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now, John 3.16 captures destiny, that there is an eternity for us, that there is a destiny for God's people, and the Lord doesn't want any to perish, but that all would come to repentance. That is the kind of love we're dealing with. God doesn't want you to leave. God doesn't want you to perish. By the way, the most popular verse in the Bible deals with perishing, that there's two destinies. You can either, either have eternal life or there is perishing. And here's the thing. The Christian worldview deals with origin. That our culture has lost the understanding of origin. Meaning, morality, and it answers the questions of destiny. But meaning and destiny, here's the thing. People always think of destiny is merely a later time. And meaning or purpose is something that happens later. But the truth is, biblically, is that meaning and destiny are together and happening right now. It's not that you discover your destiny sometime in the future. It's that we can live in the meaning that God has for us, His purpose for us right now. Uh, that we are given the destiny of God. We are given eternal life. Years ago, working at the post office, I was talking to a young lady who was trying to go to school and uh, work at the post office, and I was trying to talk to her about God and talk to her about meaning and purpose, and she actually said... I wish I knew what God's purpose was for my life. In, in her mind, she was thinking a later time. And I was trying to explain to her, you can believe in God right now. He has a purpose for you right now. In those purposes grow, the, the destiny expands as we pursue Jesus Christ. Now, in the story, what's fascinating, there's multiple moments of dealing with destiny. Um, Forrest is meeting with his mom. She's dying. He says, what's wrong, mama? I'm dying. Something we're all destined to do. He says, what's my destiny, mama? And she was saying, that's something you have to figure out for yourself. She says, it was my destiny to have you as a child. But in the story, Lieutenant Dan tells Forrest that every family member in his family, many family members in his family died on the battlefield in an American war. He said, it is my destiny to do that. And then we move over to Forrest's mom who says, I believe that you make your destiny as you go. And, and, and Forrest is asking her, I believe you make your own destiny. You have to do the best you can with what you have. I love that. So in Lieutenant Dan's mind, it's deterministic. Your destiny is already planned, but Forrest disrupted that. He saved him. He almost felt like he was robbed from his destiny. Mama sees it as something that happens to you and that you make. And Forrest brings the two together at the end of the movie. He says, I'm not sure if it's exactly the way Lieutenant Dan said or Mama. And he says, I think it's a little bit of both. Now, that's profound. And you're dealing with the sovereignty of God and the free will of man. And here it is that God has a plan for your life, and you're also making decisions by faith along the way. And we believe these things are working together. That there's a sovereign plan that God is calling you to and that you are having to make decisions along the way in the scriptures. They grab this paradox. There's many paradoxes in the scripture. The hypostatic union, that Jesus is fully God and fully man. This is paradox. 
There's a paradox of understanding the sovereignty of God and how human free will works into his plan. Proverbs 16, 9 says this, The heart of man plans his ways. We get up each day, we're making plans, but the Lord establishes his steps. So God is working, and as you are making decisions, and sometimes God has to help you through these decisions and bring you back to what he wants as he establishes your steps. Also, Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 through 13, Paul tells the Philippian church, to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you. So you are to work outwardly, and God is working in your life both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So here again, you see this sovereignty of God. God is moving, and you are to be working. These concepts come together, and this is destiny happening in the present. I believe in Jesus Christ. He has saved me. I can have eternal life right now, and there is a future destiny, a place for us to go to. You know what? That was five pages of notes. Now, usually that means we're going to get near 1130, but since it's my birthday, we're going to prepare to close. So we don't even say birthday in the South. The TH is too hard. Birth. It's my birthday. Uh, church, when we believe in Christ, we live by faith, trusting in Him. We demonstrate His love for us. We demonstrate it to others. We take part in God's purpose for us. We take part in the plan God has for us. And ultimately, we're living out the destiny here and now, and we have a future destiny to go to. Let's close in prayer. Father in heaven, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the richness of the scriptures and your word. We thank you uh, for your, um, your truth. At times we can find in music and movies along the way, teachable moments. And Lord, we thank you for an opportunity to just have fun, look at a movie together, but also to, to learn about you. Deep theological truths of your character and who you are. And I pray as a church, as fellow believers, brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord, that you increase our faith, that we see you for your greatness and your goodness, that we embrace your love for us, that we feel loved by you, and that we demonstrate that love to others. And Lord, I pray that we are living on purpose with you, that we're seeing yes to the calling, the conviction in our heart, and I pray today if anyone has felt any urgency, any conviction, Lord, that they just say yes to your goodness, that they say yes to your life, that they take part in the plan and purpose and the destiny in you. In Jesus' name, amen. The church, if you would stand with me as we prepare and finish and close the service out. Isn't God good? Um, I want to close with a benediction. If you would, you can put your hands out and receive the benediction. Uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, that he lift his face to you and give you peace. Grow, go in grace and peace. You are dismissed. For me, my final word is I'm pretty tired. I think I'll go home.